Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't want to get in your This interview is one for those of you who are struggling to find your sales on Kindle. If you have struggled at all with selling your book once you've launched it out there, you want to stick around for this entire interview. Today, we've got Dave Chesson, who is a master of the Kindle sales. He is also the designer and creator of KDP Rocket, which is a fantastic tool to help you with getting your books out there on Kindle. And he owns his business, The Kindlepreneur company would you call it a company i guess so yeah i mean I guess so <laughs> yeah started as a website and now it's got software and it's got all these things so uh yeah i guess it is a company now it has tons of useful information i love going over there to check it out and i'm hoping that today he will help all of us figure out what we are doing wrong and how to do it better so thank you so much for being here today i appreciate it can't wait to pick your brain no no problem and thank you for having me yeah. So, okay. As we were discussing before we started the actual uh, interview, uh, Dave and I are both military vets and he has just military veterans, not veterinarians to be confused for those of you not familiar with the with the military world. And he has recently transitioned out and is doing super fantastic in his civilian world. So being a guy who was in the military for so long, how did KDP even become a part of your life? <laughs> That's a really good question. You know, it's I enjoyed being a part of the military, but the thing I didn't like was that I was always being deployed without my family. Uh, looking back at the past four years, three of those years, I was without my kids and my wife. And that, that's a huge thing for me. Yeah, that's tough. And one day we kind of looked at it and we said, you know, Dave, what 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 is the definition of your success? And it wasn't to be an admiral. It wasn't to climb the ranks of the Navy. What it was was to create a job so that, you know, that I enjoyed, but also allowed me to be home with my family. And when we decided that that was success, I knew I was on the wrong path. So my wife and I started looking at ways that I could create a business that would allow me to be home and do something I enjoyed. And at the time I was in Korea while my <laughs> wife was in the United States. So what kind of business can you start on the other side of the world? All right. uh, that, you know, I don't speak Korean, so it's not like I could use their systems, you know, to, to figure out whatever. <laughs> um, and that's when I really got into online marketing, niche website building. And then that drove me to Kindle Direct Publishing. And when I did that, I started to really increase my monthly assets, um, income. And at one point we said, okay, we need an exit strategy. At what point can I transition from a sidepreneur into a entrepreneur? And that's when, you know, your side business becomes your full business. And we got there and I'm now home with my family, enjoying the ability not to have to ask permission to go see them, um, but instead walking upstairs and seeing my kids. That's amazing. And judging from what I see you putting out, you're having a really good time with it. (laughs) Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, my favorite story already was, is that there was this, um, there was this Christmas play that my daughter had and it was like at 10 in the morning on a Tuesday and I showed up and I was like one of two dads there but there was like 70 moms you know and I was like 
dad score. Um, and of course my daughter was so stoked to see me there. She was waving and you know, that's, that's just what I'm working towards was that ability right there. Oh, that's awesome. So did you come at it from the approach of, I have a book that I want to write and I'm going to learn how to sell it? Or did you automatically come out with, I'm going to figure out how to master this system and just make a crap ton of money from it? Well, it wasn't so much, you know, mastering the system and making a crap ton of money. But what it was, was that um, I'll be the first to tell anybody, I've never been this great writer. I've never been the guy that can sit down and and people would read what he has to say and say, wow, you've got an amazing voice. Uh, Matter of fact, I barely passed high school English. Um, at one point, my English teacher handed back my paper and she was like, Dave, you're going into physics, right? I was like, yes, ma'am. She was like, good call. I love that teacher. It was, it was more of a joke, but in truth, I think there was a little bit of, uh, honesty in there. So as someone who doesn't have this inner voice that's coming out or someone who doesn't have this amazing writing pro, I instead started looking at what people wanted to read, you know? I looked at what kind of things were, was a pre-existing market writing into Amazon and that they weren't getting what they wanted. Uh, imagine this, right? You're, you're at a party and you, know, you don't really have much to say. Uh, maybe you're an introvert, okay? And how are you going to influence the people around you? Well, one quick way is to, say some, is to talk about something that they're all dying to know. You don't have to be a great storyteller. You don't have to be this extrovert, but you got that one thing that they're all waiting to hear and you just deliver it it clearly. You will be the life of that party. You will be the center of of that focus. And so that's what I applied to Amazon. Um, It allowed someone like me to be able to write a clear book, um, not some masterful piece, (laughs) but because there was a demand for it, I was able to continuously be in front of a market and make sales. That's a very smart plan. There is nothing worse than when you launch a book and you go in there the day after and you expect to see this big red line and (laughs) a flat line. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, you know, when it comes to book marketing, there's only two ways that you can make sales. Okay. Either one is that you write a book that Amazon's going to promote in a, to a pre-existing market. Okay. And that's where people go to Amazon, type something in, find your book and buy it. That's a much easier way of selling a book. The other way is that you have to go find the market somewhere on the internet, grab their attention, drag them over to your book, and then convince them to buy it. Now, there are a lot of great authors that can do that, um, but it's a lot harder. Or that person already has this platform, this email list, and they can just email that market and say, buy my book. For most authors, we don't have that. We don't have this name. We don't have this platform or email. Maybe we're working to build it. But as you're really starting to get going, it's important that you look at the demand opportunities and that you either write to that. You either write a book because there is a demand and opportunity, or you take your idea and you just make some tweaks so that it does get in front of more people. And I'll even caveat to say that even some of the big names, you know, writers out there need to do that same process. Um, You know, I worked with Pat Flynn on his last book and we looked at, at the differences between certain words and it was kind of incredible how a tweak or two here and there got his book in front of more people. Now, I'm not saying that tweak made him rich because he's (laughs) Pat Flynn. He's got an amazing list and he's got amazing talent. But it did at least guarantee maybe 40 to 60 more people found his book that never would have just because of some changes. 
So can you kind of uh, give us an example of that? Like say, I'll give you a genre. Okay, uh, let's see. We've released a book on, shoot, let me think. This probably isn't your niche area at all, but we just released a book for grieving parents. Like how could, can you speak to that at all just based on your knowledge of keywords and stuff like that? How could, how could we make sure that it gets right in front of the right people? Well, the key to keywords, pun intended, is that it's about the pain points or the thing that comes to the market's mind when they're looking for it. Okay. For nonfiction, it's very easy. It's, it's, you know, when I feel like I need a book, what is on my heart? What is the thing I'm using to describe this pain and how to uh, fix it? Right. Uh, with fiction, it's more about um, how do I describe the type of book that I like? All right. Uh So let's, we'll focus on nonfiction for a second. Then I want to come to a fiction example because this is very important for all authors. Um, Just to reiterate before I go into it is that so long as people type something into Amazon when they're searching for a book, keywords will be an important part to your marketing strategy. Right. So with nonfiction, you you said about grieving parents. Uh, Do grieving parents type in grieving parents? Probably not. Probably not. That's not what we come up with. But maybe there's a particular reason as to why they're grieving. Maybe there's something they want to get over. What is the benefit that they're looking for? You know, um, is it a grieving parent because of a loss of a child dealing with, you know, uh, child death? Maybe it's loss of a child. Maybe they've never said child death. Um, There are certain words that people choose when they're trying to solve their problem. And for you as a writer, it's important that you discover what these words are and whether or not, you know, it's super competitive. Maybe grieving parents is what they use, but there's like 50 books on that one particular subject, right? Right. We can look for an opportunity to expand, okay, and maybe say, grieving parents of child loss. And now you have something where it's not uh, as common or not something that people are typing in as much, but there's only like five books. Right. So it's this balance between demand and competition. And the key, the the key to keywords is (laughs) high demand, low competition. And sometimes you got to meet in between to find that sweet spot. And what this will allow you to do is to be discovered. So if somebody types in grieving parents for child loss, then if you are targeting that, you'll be at the top and you will get that first C, you know, the, the customer will come and click on it and then they'll look and they'll start reading and say, ah, this is the book. Right. Um, but uh, what I want to also add to this though, is that keywords aren't this magic bullet where you just choose the one word and then everything works. The most important part for a book is to make sure that the keywords you're using are synchronous with everything else, okay? So if you were writing about grieving parents, then I highly recommend, and you're targeting that as your keyword, then I highly recommend that your title and subtitle reflect this, that your cover also reflects that. If it's not in sync, it's not going to help. You may be seen, but you're not going to get clicked. Right. Um, so those are the things that we need to think about, uh, especially with nonfiction. Now with fiction, for those authors, it's a little different because it's not about pain points. It's more about what am I interested in? How do I describe this? Um, you can imagine that somebody who's into fantasy, probably like really into fantasy, probably doesn't go to Amazon and type in fantasy books. Right. What they do is they know what kind of fantasy they want. They know the words they use. Maybe they're into, you know, Lord of the Rings type fantasy. And if somebody types a necromancer into Amazon, 
it's going to be great if you have a necromancer feeling cover and, you know, it, it kind of portrays that in the title. Um, same thing with like science fiction, you know, we can go further from science fiction down to sci-fi military and then space Marines. Space Marines is a part of sci-fi military. And it turns out that that's really uh, not that competitive, but it does have a strong demand. There are a bunch of lovers of space Marine type books. <laughs> So you can see, yeah, you can see where, you know, understanding what people are typing in. So knowing that there's a demand for this particular word and knowing that there isn't that much competition, that a new, a new author can rise to the top and get their book seen, that's important. But remember, just getting to the top does not mean success. Sure. Getting to the top and having a book that truly connects with that type of market that would type it in, that's success. So how do you, I mean, how, how did you learn this? What, what types of tools are there out there for people to figure this out? Well, I used to be a really hardcore search engine optimization guy. Uh, oh. I did a lot with Google. <laughs> you know, people would, the key was, was that writing an article that would rank number one in Google so that when somebody types something in, they find it. Well, my aha moment was when I realized that Amazon is a search engine just like Google. Um, so I started to really try to figure out why is it that Amazon chooses one book over another? You know, why is it that if I type in space Marines, that this one that doesn't even have it in the title shows up above this one that does. Mm -hmm. And so I spent about two years of doing this hardcore market research, um, trying to figure it out. And I, you know, we created this, uh, how to guide on finding these keywords and these opportunities. But about uh, six months ago, my team and I were like, you know, this is ridiculous. It is so many steps. For me, it would take weeks of searching to try to compile all the information. I had some crazy Excel sheets. Um, <laughs> and instead, we, we basically bottled up all of that. We put it into one software called KDP Rocket. And the software basically takes your book idea and it gives you suggestions on better ideas that are out there that people are typing into Amazon. It tells you how much money books are, are making for that book idea. And it also tells you how many people per month type that into Amazon. And finally, it gives you a competition score. Wow. So everything we just talked about is covered within a click of a button. Okay, so we're talking about it. You got to give us a little, a little insight into this wonderful tool. Sure, absolutely. How proficient does somebody have to be in keywords to be able to use this tool? Or is it based for, I mean, is it developed for the beginner? Well, actually, what's funny is, is that when we created the software, so I'm a big numbers geek. I, I love the data analysis. Um, I, used, I actually came from a nuclear engineering background. Wow. Um, but <laughs> before we launched this, we made sure to have 25 beta testers. And we had them from age groups, all age groups, as well as all experience levels. And we went through three full iterations of the program so as to make it as kind of streamlined and easy. Um, I think our number one compliment from people is that it's so easy to understand and quick to use. Awesome. Um, and you can kind of see it right here. Right. Um, if we have three things that we can choose right from the get-go. First is idea search. So this button here will help you to figure out what's a better idea. Um, so you type in your initial book idea like, oh, I really want to you know, write about... Um, what was the one that you had said about parents? Grieving parents. Grieving parents. So we can like look that up and see what other things come to mind, what other things people type into Amazon. We also include Google in here as an opportunity as well. Ah. So you can see a whole list. 
Um, the second one is called a competitor search. And this is where if you have a book idea, but you want to see the competitors and all their internal information, uh, you click there and type in the keyword and it will show you all the books uh, right there. And wow. finally is our video tutorial section. Uh, my goal is to not just have like a, a 10 minute video that kind of gives you the hows, but I've kind of made it into this almost full course for people to take. <laughs> Um, you know, because I think that keywords are super important. It's not just about getting you ranked. It's also helping you to choose titles and subtitles and, and book descriptions, right? Because these are the words your market uses. It really goes into a lot of things. And we're also coming out with a video that shows how KDP Rocket helps with AMS, Amazon Marketing Service. Awesome. Um, so, you know, I tell all the guys that are all the people that sign up, make sure to bookmark that because we're always coming up with new videos and case studies for people to access. Uh, software without knowing how to use is not a tool. It's just software. We want this to be a tool for authors. So keywords, very important to make sure that people can find your book out there. But once you've done your keyword research, once you've put in the effort and you know what you want to use as your keyword, how do you, or keywords, how do you make sure that your audience can actually find you using those keywords? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, um, so say, say you've used a program like KDP Rocket and you have found, um, you know, like we said, high demand words with low competition. Uh, that doesn't mean anything if you can't show up for the word, right? So the thing I tell people is there's a two-phase process to, to this. The first is just getting Amazon to index your book for that keyword, okay? And what I mean by index is Amazon to acknowledge, okay, yeah, if somebody types in this keyword, that your book will show up somewhere. Um, now showing up somewhere doesn't equate to sales, right? Showing up at the top is what, what matters. And that's where phase two comes into place, which is convincing Amazon that your book should be near the top. So let's talk about phase one first. Okay. Uh, before we get into the steps on phase one, let's remember that Amazon's a nine algorithm, that's their search engine. That's called a nine. Um, the way it works is that it's a calculation. Okay. It can't figure out whether or not, you know, oh yeah, this book truly is, you know, a great book or, oh man, you know, it really is about such and such. It's about doing some things to convince a formula, a calculation that when somebody types in this keyword, your book should show up somewhere, you know, in the rankings. Mm -hmm. It could be on page one at the top, or it could be page 47 at the bottom. Um, so we need to convince it to convince the calculation that your book should show up when somebody types in that word you need to do a couple of things. Number one is when you go to publish your book on Kindle Direct Publishing, you'll have seven fields where you can enter your target keywords. This is very important because it's that first, hey, Amazon, uh, where this book should show up for this. Now, back in the day, that's really all you would need to do. And you could put that word in there and it would show up. But on some of these terms, they're really competitive and it you usually will need a kick uh, to kick Amazon a little bit and say, hey, 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 I put the keywords in here. Here's the other thing. And the other things are uh, is maybe having the word in your title or subtitle, mm -hmm. um, having it inside the book. That's one that a lot of people don't, don't think about. Um, Amazon does do an initial scrub of your book. And if you're not showing up for, if your word isn't in the book, there's a good chance that your book isn't one that belongs for it. Okay. Can now again, I, can I interrupt you for a second? Yeah, Cause absolutely. I want to ask you a follow-up question on that. Cause that just made me think of something. Okay. So I have a fiction author who's just released a mail on mail romance. Okay. New to me. It was an interesting experience. Great book. 
but male on male romance is a big keyword, but you're not going to find that inside the book, right? So how do you get around that? Well, if you're targeting male on male, right, um, then some of the times, you know, you have forward, um, you have the description, maybe in the about author, you know, okay, what drove me to write a book on male on male. Um, so there are some options like that. But again, like those, those extra steps beyond the seven keywords, these are, I recommend people do this either a, if it's a natural fit for your title or subtitle. So I'm not telling people just to stuff words in there, especially for fiction. Right. I mean, what legit fiction books going to be like, you know, really cool title. And then mail on mail. mail mail (laughs) Like, come on. Right. (laughs) But what this does though, is, is that if you do those seven Kindle keywords and you find that your book just doesn't show up for it, then it means you need to do a little more. Okay. okay? And look at these other options. Um, But I don't tell everybody, Hey, start with the the seven keywords and then make sure it's in your title and subtitle and description, yada, yada. Okay. Um, So again, this is steps you do if you realize that your book didn't show up for it. Okay. And this happens on more competitive terms than niche terms. Okay. Okay. So that's really phase one, which is getting Amazon's calculation to say, ah, this book should show up for this. Right. But Showing up for it does not mean sales. One of the things that we found at Kindlepreneur.com was that books that show up number one for a keyword get 27% of all clicks, okay? Wow. So if there's a 1,000 people that type in a keyword, if you're number one, you can expect on average 270 people will click on your book and look at it, okay? That's a month. Now, if you rank number two, though, it quickly drops to 13%. That's half. Yeah, right? So that's 130 people per month. So it's really important to be number one instead of number two. And if you go down to like number six, okay, that's only 6%. That's, I mean, (laughs) so just showing up for a term, okay, does not mean financial success. It means that you're there and maybe with a really awesome cover and title, you're going to persuade people to drop one, two, three, four, five, and then click on yours at number six. So how do we raise your book from number six or number 47 all the way up to number one? And the way you do it is you remember that the Amazon calculation, okay, it, it was created to help make Amazon more money. Mm-hmm. All right. It is all about putting the best book that has the best chance of getting them more money at the top of a search. So if you type, say, for example, it's Space Marines, right? And somebody types in Space Marines and, um, you know, this one is here. It's got an okay cover, an okay title. But then yours is down here at number two and it's got an amazing cover that's totally Space Marine-ish. And it's got that awesome title that says, yes, Space Marine for sure. Um, You know, written by a guy who loves Space Marines. Um, And they click it and they read your description like, wow, this is a great book. And they buy it. What that person just did was send a direct signal to Amazon that when they type in Space Marines, they didn't like the first choice, they liked the second choice. Mm -hmm. So the truth is, is the way that you rank number one is you prove to Amazon that you have a higher conversion rate over the other books above you, Mm -hmm. okay? And again, this stems from, like we said, the synchronicity, is that the right way to say it? (laughs) You're making, (laughs) yeah, there you go. Like I said, I got a great editor. But, you know, it's about making sure that the, the target keyword you have is, is, is the thing that your market would actually type into Amazon and that your cover supports that, that your title supports that, and your description supports that. 
Um, I don't care how great of a writer you are and how awesome you are at marketing. If your target keyword is space Marines and you got a picture of, uh, uh, some girl drinking tea, (laughs) it just ain't going to happen. Okay. (laughs) Like that's just not what space Marine lovers are going to click on. Right. Okay. So, but that now that might sound like a cop out to all you listeners. You probably are like, okay, great. Thanks, Dave. That's not something I can use. So let me give you something very practical. Okay. If you want your book to show up at the top of Amazon, okay, for a keyword, the one thing that you can definitely do to give your your book a chance and have it rise up to the top is that if you have buyers that you know are going to buy your book, okay, you have fans, you have people that that you can trust that are going to take some extra steps. All you have to do is instead of sending them the link to your book and saying, hey, click and buy, instead... Tell them, them hey, that's right. Please go to Amazon and type in Space Marines and find my book Uh, and purchase it. Then naturally, the way that the Amazon algorithm sees this is that, oh, wow, a lot of people went to Amazon, saw this new book. They scrolled past the other ones that we had at the top and clicked this one. Hey, there's a lot of high conversion rates here. Let's go ahead and move that bad boy up to the top. Now, genius. (laughs) Now, the thing about this, though, is I'm not we're not hacking the system and I'm not ruining Amazon because I I live in that pool. So please, people don't pee in that pool. Okay. Um, (laughs) the reason why this is great and something I want to share with everyone is that if your book doesn't belong at the top, then what I just showed you will only work for a little bit. Right. Okay. Um, This is an opportunity for that author that doesn't have a giant following and huge email list to just get it up to the top and see if they truly are worthy of being there. Because once Amazon moves you up to the top, then people that you don't know that have never, you know, found, uh, read your stuff or anything, they have the opportunity to either choose your book, which is right at the top. Right or to move down to the others. And if they continue to skip your book and move to the others, then you will fall back down to the spot that you, you deserve. Okay. But this is this one little spark that hopefully gives you the opportunity to get in front of people for free. It's not paying somebody to move it up there. It is you using an opportunity to just float to the top and be discovered. And that's why I love this tactic and why I love the Amazon A9 algorithm. Because no matter what, if somebody tries to hack the algo, the algo will always work to Amazon's benefit, which ultimately is the benefit of us writers as well. Right. If yours is the best for sure. Well, what do you know about reviews? Because we always hear, oh, you got to have reviews. You got to have reviews. That's what's going to get you higher. You got to have 50 reviews or Amazon's not showing your book to anyone. What, what's the truth behind this? So there's two types of reviews. There's verified and unverified. Verified reviews are the ones where somebody's purchased it on Amazon. So Amazon knows that this person has actually read the book. Um, and then unverified reviews are reviews that people have left. Now, the way that it, uh, that it works is that Amazon cares about the number of recent reviews. Okay. So that's an important part, recent, because you could be trying to compete against a book that has like 400 reviews and you only got 20. But if in those 400 reviews, the person had that book hasn't gotten a review in, say, six months, eh, then you're going to beat them. So it's not about the number of reviews. It's the amount of recent reviews and the grades. And again, it all comes back to what makes Amazon more money. If if Amazon is selling this one book and people hate it, then Amazon's going to be like, all right, well, you know, this is ruining (laughs) our good name here. And they're going to drop you. 
okay? But the other part of this too is that your review grade also is a part of whether or not people will click on your book and buy it. You know, you could have that great cover, that great title, you know, and that induces people to click it. But when they look at the reviews and they see that you've only got two stars, you know, and you only got 20, then nobody's going to buy it. And you might have got their attention and got them to click, but you can't convert. And then you'll go from here, you'll drop down to the bottom and, you know, so again, it has a multi-purpose role. Right. It does help with rankings, but more importantly, it helps with conversions right. and conversions equal higher rankings. So is there a magic number that, that gives, that makes Amazon say, okay, we're going to show this. I do not think so. I've okay. never seen where there's this aspect. What, what there is, is sales. Right. And if you are making more sales, Amazon will actually go above and beyond and get your book out there. Right. Um, one of the really cool effects to ranking number one for a niche term is that when Amazon's algo sees that you are at the top and you're making sales for this particular term, Amazon will start to move you into other terms as well without you even knowing about it. Your book will start to show up for maybe uh, Space War. You, you targeted space marines, but Amazon's like, hey, you know, there's space war too. Let's put it there. Uh, we've seen that people that buy space marine books also buy space war. They'll put you there. And you might show up at like number six. But if you start to beat out the ones for that one, you start to rank up. And all of a sudden, they're just going to keep putting it out there. And that's when you start to see this really nice spike. And it's all about that spark, that one niche term that you were able to get at the top of that gives you the sales momentum. That's amazing. What do you say for like uh, a newer author who's trying to get their book out there who is really intimidated by keywords? Can they, can, do you recommend going to see um, where other people in the same genre who are doing well with their, where they're putting their book and maybe what they have in their title and description and things like that to help? Well, that's, that's a little hard because a lot of times authors, um, you know, they stumble upon success and, and they don't even know that they're, yeah. why they're there. Uh, you may find out that the keywords that you were targeting turn out not to be the keywords that are making you the most money. Like we right. said, Amazon sees you doing well and they'll start to put you in other things as right, well. Right, right. Um, so trying to, you know, piggyback off of their success by pulling words they're using is a little bit useless. You might find a little success from time to time, but that's, you know, especially in fiction. I mean, who's, who's keyword stuffing their subtitle? Usually not <laughs> legit awesome books, right? Right. Um, <laughs> so my, my word of advice is that that's not, that tactic uh, isn't as fruitful and may lead authors down the wrong path. Okay. Um, and that's one of the reasons why we created KDP Rocket was is that, you know, the software immediately tells you what people are typing in. It tells you how much money those books are making. Right. It tells you how many people per month are typing that into Amazon, which is huge. That's um, and then gives you an understanding of the competition. Everything may look awesome, but if, you, if you're going against like Harry Potter, like you're not going to be, you know, Harry Potter for the word wizards, right? Right. right. Uh, just not going to happen. Um, you know, so those are all very important components and we've made it really easy for anybody to just kind of work that and figure it out and give their book the right beginning. You know, um, one last thing that, or one extra thing I want to add in there, by the way, is one of the biggest mistakes I see authors make with keywords. Okay. Is that they do their keyword research after they've written the book. Hmm. Like they're, they've written it, they're ready. And then they go to publish and they get to those seven keywords and they're like, Oh, what are my seven keywords? And they quickly jot some things down. Right. 
I think the greatest thing that any author can do, especially new authors, is to do their keyword research before they write the book. Use that as your validation, okay? If, you're, if you got this book on your heart and you're like, oh, I want to write this book, and you do keyword research, okay, and you find out that there just isn't a market on Amazon for that, or there isn't an opportunity for your brand new book to be able to kind of, you know, throw some elbows and get up there to the top and get reached, right. it doesn't mean you can't write the book, but what it does mean is that you cannot depend on Amazon to sell your book for you. You now have to create a book marketing plan that involves you finding your market somewhere else, grabbing them by the neck, and dragging them over to your book sales page. Right. And if you don't know how to do that, or you don't, you know, this seems like too much work, then you may want to continue to try to change your idea a little bit so that it does fit in a market where there are buyers already on Amazon looking for your kind of book. And that will give you enough of a start so that you can rise up, you can see some sales, and that you can depend on Amazon a little bit to make buyers, you know, to make conversions. I so understand like why um, marketing and knowing all of these things is the hardest part of being a best-selling author. So, I mean, you got to have a good cover, you got to have a good story, but it's really knowing the inner workings and the and the tricks of getting it out there. But you you said something a minute ago that that uh, spurred a question, and that is when you said comparing Harry Potter. What about using big titles, big names, author names as a keyword? Like if you write horror and you stick Stephen King in there, no. No, you're not allowed to. No, no, you're actually not allowed to. Yeah. Amazon KDP states that you cannot use uh, the author, uh, name of an author. You can't, technically they say you can't use the title, but the problem is, is that there's like, (laughs) I'm sure there's a book called Wizard uh, out there. (laughs) So what are they going to do about that? Um, But they say that you can't, you also can't use like uh, free or any of those words in there as well. I've seen them immediately flag a book if you use free. I seem to, I don't think they're very good at flagging um, on author names. Right. Um, and they're definitely not good at flagging titles. But just to be completely open, they, they say you should not do that. Okay. Um, but nice. one thing that I do tell people is, um, maybe you guys will cover this later, is Amazon Marketing Services, which is a marketing plant. Basically, you pay Amazon to put your book at the top of searches, mm-hmm. okay? Um, and what you do is that if, if your book is at the top of a search and somebody clicks on it, um, then you pay for the click. Okay. And so this gives another opportunity for authors to get their book out there for a lot of things. And one big thing that I want everybody to understand is that in AMS, you've got to select your keywords, okay, for your book, what you want it to show up for. You should be looking at like 300, not seven, when you do that, by the way. <laughs> but you can target author names, and other book names. So it is different from the seven keywords. And I highly recommend that you target author names. And to give you some extra awesome sauce on this, the best names are not the big ones that everybody knows because those are going to be very expensive because you're competing with a lot of books who show up for that. It's the new self-publisher that's really doing well in that genre. So one of my favorite tricks is I like to go and look at, you know, the the categories and I'll look up the top 100 books at this moment on Amazon and I will go and I will find each one of these names I've never heard of and I will, you know, that are doing well because they're 
in the top 100 of a pretty good category. Right. And I will actually target them. Uh-huh. And so therefore, what you have is a book that's got a lot of momentum, that's showing up a lot of places, but isn't a famous author to the point that you have a high cost per click. So it's a right. low cost per click, high demand book, nice reach, cheap cost. That's a great tip. Um, so you do recommend AMS then as a solution. And um, what about KDP Select and being able to do the free downloads and all of that stuff? What's your feel on that? Boy, <laughs> that's one of those where I like a bottle of wine and could sit and sit back and really talk about it. It's, it's a love-hate really relationship. De- it, and it's a really divisive topic. Like you have people who are like, all the way, don't do it. <laughs> it's like, it's, whoa. Well, the real answer is it depends on, on the author. Um, it depends on your marketing plan. It depends on the things you've done. So for example, it wouldn't behoove me to use Kindle Select because I've got a a pretty extensive marketing plan for each one of my books right. and I've got keywords that will take care of it. Like, do I really want to make it free, you know, for, for people to instead download instead of buying? Mm-hmm. Um, whereas if I were doing big promotion site pushes and maybe I was, maybe that there was a lot of opportunities for people to sign up for my email through my book, you know, maybe that there's a benefit to that, right? Right. Um, the more I get my book in front of people, the more emails I collect. So, I mean, it really comes down to the goal of the author, their yeah. background, and what their plan is. So, it's very hard to answer that question because for a good percentage of authors out there, I'd say, yes, do it. And for a good percentage of authors, I'd be like, that'd be a terrible idea for you. <laughs> so. Okay. Like a lot of things, it completely depends on your goals and end game. Yeah. I, and I guess to really help out so that I'm not as ambiguous in the answer, um, <laughs> generally, generally, new authors should definitely look at doing Kindle Select to try to get some things going. Um, but you know, authors who have some established platforms, I don't think it's a good idea for you to do it. That is a great segue because I wanted to ask you on some of your tips on how to build a platform. If you're brand new and have no one, no fans, no nothing. Do you have some advice? Well, I, you know, there's this, the bridge between your plat from your book to your platform, the most missed opportunity that I think a lot of authors do is your biography Hmm. okay the bio is sort of what brings you into the story so when authors write their book you know and people read it the readers are into the story or they're into the information they're not into you yet they don't even know who you are they probably forget your name (laughs) but when they get to the bio if it's something that truly speaks to them again okay it's something that connects with what they just read that brings you as a human that's that's working Um, that's when they want to go back to your platform, sign up, or just dig around and learn a little bit more about you. Most of the time when I see uh, author bios, it's something that's like a resume, you know? And most of the time, the resume consists of stuff that doesn't even deal with the information they're talking about. Um, You know, if it's a science fiction book, I've seen guys that are talking about you know, their, their dreams in college and, and what they did. And it's like, okay, that I get to know you, but what does that have to do with science fiction? Right. Or you get the one where it's been the serious book and then the guy's a complete goofball in his bio. <laughs> it's like, oh, what? Or vice versa. It's a completely funny story. And the bio is as bland and as boring as, as, a, as a Webster dictionary. Right. Like there's nothing that's going to connect me with you. Um, if what I just read is disconnected from what you write for your bio, 
So I highly recommend that authors take just a little bit of time to think about it and really work on opportunities. We've got a, a complete like 3,000 word article on author bios, and it even comes with a checklist for people to use to create it. Um, so I highly recommend checking that out and make sure you construct something because otherwise without that bridge, you've just got a book and you've got a website. Right. There's nothing that drives people in. Um, the only other thing is what a lot of people talk about is content upgrades where, you know, in nonfiction, it's like, Hey, click this link and uh, sign up for my email list. And I will send you this Excel sheet that explains what I did, or this video showing you what we just talked about. Mm -hmm. Those are great for getting email signups, but again, they're just there for the information they're moving on. Where's the love, you know, where's the fan, um, the other thing too is for fiction authors, you know, their content upgrade will be the, uh, Hey, here's a free book. You know, here's my next book or, uh, the best ones are the ones that do like write a prelude, you know, or a story right. before the story right. and say, Hey, if you'd like to find out how captain so-and-so, you know, destroyed the Targaryens, uh, click to download this book and get the inside story that again, brings in the whole story. I'm in love with the data. I'm in love with the story. I'm not in love with you yet. Right. And that's what a bio does. It makes readers into followers. That's really interesting. I hadn't, I hadn't really put that much uh, thought into the bio, but you're right. I mean, you're right. And I'll even go farther and I'll say too, the bio plays a great part in your website. You know, we all have an author bio or about the author on our websites. And uh, you'd be amazed how many people will click to read a little bit more about you. And they'll make the decision of whether or not they want to get your newsletter or not, or whether or not they want to get your next book because they can connect with you or you just are this, just another writer. That's right. Very, that, uh, that gave me a lot to think about actually. And what my bio says, <laughs> well, I need to improve it a lot. <laughs> um, all right. So we talked about AMS. We talked about KDP Rocket, which I wouldn't, that's not necessarily a marketing tool. That's a keyword tool. So um, you don't, do you have anything in that that helps with marketing other than knowing well, your keywords? <laughs> well, the truth is it's, it's all about book marketing research, right? Um, right? Using KDP Rocket, you can find out whether there is a market, um, whether or not they're paying for your book and how much of a market it is and how much opportunity you have. Um, sort of the best use of the tool isn't just to pull the seven keywords at the end, but to test your idea and make sure you're on the path for something that Amazon will promote and help you make sales. Um, so not marketing in terms of pushing your book out there, right. but definitely giving you the information to help uh, get your book in front of more readers in Amazon. So uh, yeah, I'd definitely say it's a marketing book, a marketing okay. tool at that point. Do you have any other marketing tools that you like to um, recommend to authors? Well, we've got two free tools on Kindlepreneur. Uh, we have the Kindle bestselling calculator, um, and you can just type that into Google. You'll find it number one. Um, <laughs> and what it is is that you can take the Amazon bestseller rank of any book, put it into the calculator, and it will tell you how many books per day that person is selling. Wow. So now you don't need to guess whether or not this person is making money or, or figure <laughs> out how many books you need to sell in order to be the number one bestseller for that category. You can just put the ABSR of that book in and now you know. The other tool that we have is a book description generator. Um, so a lot of people don't know it, but you can use HTML coding inside of your book description. 
So you can make certain words big and bold and such and such, right? Um, And I highly recommend organizing your information. Nothing uglier than a book description that's just one giant block of text. Right. Um, So instead of forcing people to learn HTML coding, we created this little what you see is what you get. Um, on the tool, you just type in what it is, you know, your book description, you highlight certain sections, you click the button to make it look that way, make it look this big, make it look that dark. Um, and then when you're done, you just click get my code. And now you just copy and paste that into your Kindle direct publishing background. You're my hero. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. (laughs) Those are such great tools. I'm so excited. I'm so pumped up by all of this information. I mean, I've been on your site. I've read, I've read your stuff. I've, played around with the KDP rocket, but it wasn't until like finally getting to ask these questions that I'm like, okay, I get it. I get it now. And I'm excited. I have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's been really cool because um, a lot of people will be like, oh, that sounds like too much data and too much techie stuff and yada, yada. Um, but like I said, we created KDP rocket with a demographic of, right. you know, 17 year olds to, I think our oldest was 78. And, um, you know, we went from the scale that I had them put in was either know nothing about, you know, book publishing or Gandalf the white of, of <laughs> book marketing, you know? So we had everybody from here to here right. and we really worked that software to make sure that it was as intuitive and easy to use and understand uh, as possible. That's awesome. Well, I thank you so much for your time and this information. I mean, gosh, you over over delivered when it comes to information and stuff i'm i'm really excited about it no problem yeah i'm a any of my readers know i'm like one of those guys where it's like i need to discover every part of this and write it down because i don't want to leave some giant hole somewhere you know like great you know broadly covering something um we love going into the weeds Oh, that's awesome. Did I see that you are actually writing a fiction space Marines book? <laughs> I am. And um, so it's it's always been this passion of mine. I'm a diehard uh, sci-fi military guy. Uh-huh. And space Marines will be that that spark for my book. And if, if my book sucks, then well, guess what? <laughs> I'm going to get the, star, the low stars. And right. you know, that's just it. So I'm taking this very long approach because I, I truly want to improve my storytelling capability. Um, and it's probably going to cost me a lot of money for a great editor. <laughs> but as somebody who's grown up reading sci-fi military books, um, I'm just really excited. And again, the, the tactic you know, that we talked about isn't for me to beat out great writers. It's for right. me to get an opportunity to showcase my work. Absolutely. And if my work is good, um, then this will be what helps to propel me. One thing I'll end with is, is that, you know, J.K. Rowling ran into that issue when she first wrote Harry Potter, right? She had the biggest money-making book in the world, right? I mean, we, we all know that it made right. more money than anything else. And yet she was rejected by editor after editor after editor um, to the point that her agent had to call in a favor to force one guy to sit down and read it. And you know what the dude did? He didn't even read it. He handed it off to his like 13-year-old niece and said, here, you check it out. I'm too busy. Wow. (laughs) And he knew that he had something when she came back 24 hours later and was like, oh my God, when's the second one coming out? And he's like, wait, what? (laughs) So my point is, is that you can be an amazing writer, but if you don't get it in front of enough people, if you don't get it in front of the right people, you may be missing out on that opportunity. And so this is just one tactic for people to just get that spark, just get it up there and then let your work shine 
and then you can move forward. Well, I appreciate all the work that you have done to make this, uh, to, to help us get out in front of the right people. This is great. Thank you. No problem. And again, thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great, huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.